Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach, you visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zipline through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. You are listening to the Food Heals Podcast with me, Allison Melody. Enter to win a swag bag full of my favorite organic vegan products. All you have to do is go on Amazon, order my book, Food Heals, leave a review and screenshot your review and post it to social media using the hashtag Food Heals Podcast. 10 lucky winners will have a swag bag shipped straight to their door. We have to talk about the long-term goals of how we're going to get through this virus. And the truth is that since the masks that most people are wearing don't work, we're actually going to get to herd immunity a whole lot faster. Holistic Voice presents the Food Heals Podcast with your hosts, Alison Melody and Susie Hardy. Join the Food Heals Nation and learn the secrets to go from feeling unwell to healing yourself. Warning, side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, an increase in sexual activity, feelings of joy, cravings for kale and quinoa, and a spike in Tinder matches. In rare cases, women have experienced a strong desire to stop asking their boyfriends if they look fat and stress. If you experience any of these symptoms, post a selfie to Instagram immediately. All right, welcome Food Heals Nation. Thanks for joining me. I'm Allison Melody. Today I'm talking to someone who's kind of become a regular around here. He is my go-to functional medicine doctor and naturopath, Dr. Stephen Cabral. He is an amazing podcast called The Cabral Concept that I'm a regular listener of, and I've been loving his updates on the virus and what's going on in the world. And so I wanted to have him on to do an update for August because the last time we had him on was back in March, which I know feels like five years ago. Um, And a lot has changed and we have a lot more information and we have a lot more data and numbers and scientific truths. And, you know, he has a lot of great things to say. So I was really, really excited to have him on. And then of course, don't worry guys, I got your back. I asked him, how do we get rid of the pesky quarantine 15? That's the 15 pounds we all gain from eating too much and drinking too much and overindulging while sitting on our asses at home while our gyms were closed. And um, if you can't relate, I'm sorry. I am, you know me, I am the health and fitness enthusiast, but even the quarantine got me, guys. So I'm with you. I'm here for you. Let's talk to Dr. C about all things wellness, how to prevent the virus, and how to stay healthy, how to lose that quarantine 15, how to get back in shape and get back to our best health. But first... Boosting our body's immune system is often the best defense when it comes to protecting us from whatever the world throws our way, especially now. That's why I'm a huge fan of Dr. Cabral's exclusive immunity protocol. He is so humble, he won't promote it himself, so I'm going to. This is the exact go-to wellness strategy that Dr. C uses to enhance his own immunity and that of his family all year round. So what's in it? 
alkalizing vitamin C, balance zinc, and liquid vitamin D3. These are the three go-to products to boost your immune system. The alkalizing vitamin C, you just take one scoop a day, you add it to water right when you wake up, and this is a beautiful, potent antioxidant. It acts to neutralize free radical damage to cells like DNA, lipids, and proteins. And then the balanced zinc. Just one capsule a day with dinner, and zinc plays a very important role in supporting the body's defense system. Then the liquid vitamin D3, just four drops under your tongue with a meal. I love my vitamin D. It plays a major role in our DNA and is responsible for over 500 processes in the body. So when the body is low in vitamin D, it actually immediately lowers the immune system and therefore our defenses against bacteria, viruses, and other diseases. So get your vitamin D, get your zinc and your vitamin C. So stay healthy, my friends, boost your immunity today and every day. EquilibriumNutrition.com slash heals, and you can save 10% on your order with coupon code FOODHEALS10. That will work for the immunity protocol with the vitamin C, the zinc, and the D3, or any other products and supplements that you want to order from EquilibriumNutrition.com, which are all formulated by Dr. Cabral, today's guest. All right, next up, my interview with Dr. Cabral. The Food Hills Podcast starts now. We're back with my go-to functional medicine doctor to discuss the latest updates on the craziness that is 2020. Please welcome Dr. Steve Cabral. Thanks so much for having me back on. It's a pleasure to be here. It's a pleasure to have you. So last time you were here was back in March when this kind of all started, you know, the virus which will not be named. And now since March, so much has changed. We know a lot more than we did back then. So I wanted to get some updates from you because you've been doing really amazing coverage on your show. And I really want to know what we need to know. I want to bust some myths and separate some fact from some fiction. So my first question is, I want to know the truth about masks. How is it that both the WHO and Dr. Fauci say healthy people do not need to wear masks? But yet masks are mandatory everywhere we go, and we're literally shamed and kicked out of stores if we're not wearing them, at least here in California we are. Where does the truth lie, Dr. C? Well, we need to first look why we're being asked to wear masks in the first place, and then what larger issue are we really dealing with? Because we'll talk for sure about the infection mortality rate, infection fatality rate versus what's called the case infection rate. We're learning much more about that and how this virus is actually changing our perception of it, which is why the media's coverage is actually changing from actual mortality to total cases. But what people like to do for the masks is actually point to the fact that masks have some validity in terms of stopping the spread of the virus or catching it yourself. And all of that stemmed actually from what are called N95 masks. So these are actually real respiratory masks that block the virus-based particles. So the virus is actually measured in what's called microns. So essentially, it means that it's so small that it can only be seen under a microscope. And what the N95 mask allows to happen is that there's a moisture barrier, and it's small enough in terms of how it's woven, because it's essentially cloth-based, that it blocks the virus from being spread, especially if it's tight around the face. Now, we took that same data or that same belief and we said, well, then all masks 
work to stop the spread of the virus and from you catching it as well. But the truth is that that's not true, that the surgical masks, the blue three-ply are the next best. However, they're about 70% effective at not catching the virus. And that's because they don't fit tight to the face. So what happens is you press it around your nose. It is three-ply, so there is a moisture-based barrier, but you can easily breathe through the sides. And if you easily breathe in oxygen or air, unabated by the mask itself, then you're able to breathe in those virus-based particles. So what they found is that a direct cough is actually kept within the mask to not going forward. However, it can spread out the sides. Again, about 70% effective. Not great, but it does something. But what we see most people do are wear fabric masks, like a bandana or, I mean, I've seen people with crocheted masks. I've seen people Mm -hmm. now with breathable masks with like sparkles on them that have nothing to do with stopping the virus at all. And people believe just because they put cloth over their face that they're somehow protected. And I actually would rather people not wear them than believe that they're protected from a virus by wearing a piece of cloth over their face. It doesn't work that way because there's no moisture barrier. They're not woven in the same way. And you can easily breathe virus-based micron particles that are smaller than the fabric itself right in through your nose or mouth. And this is besides the fact that people wear the mask not covering their nose or they touch the inside of their mask or that they touch their eyes and it can spread through the eyes. So I think we have a false sense of security that the masks are actually doing more than we believe them to be. And what about the masks where you breathe in and they protect you from something toxic, but when you breathe out, you're actually breathing out the toxic material? Well, that is one of the issues with wearing masks in general, is that some people say that it lowers oxygen levels. Some people chose that it's completely fine. What I can tell you is that that's true. Some people lowers oxygen levels. Some people, it doesn't. But what you are breathing in is bacteria. What you are breathing in is more CO2. And actually, I've done just some of my own research. It's not published, so I can't say that we can base this in hard science. But there's something called heart rate variability. And heart rate variability is how well your body performs under stress. And I actually, and a few of my other colleagues, I've shared this information with them, wear a monitor that actually tracks real-time heart rate variability. So it shows how your body is responding to stress. And it actually starts to buzz when you're under greater stress. So it lets you kind of figure out your life as to, oh, these are stressful situations for me. Let me go back to my breath. Let me go back to breathing. Well, what happens is when you wear a mask, and I found this myself, it begins to have the heart rate monitor buzz. So it's showing me that my body's actually under a more stressful situation. Can I keep my oxygen levels up? Yes, as a healthy individual, I can. Is that causing more stress on my body? The answer is also yes. So the truth is this, is that there's always a little price to be paid. Now, here's the first thing. If you're sick, you have a fever, you have a cough, don't go outside. Forget about the mask. If you're sick, you shouldn't be going outside. I mean, that kind of goes in general, which we're learning that now. Just be a good steward to your fellow neighbor. Like, just don't go out and be coughing or if you have a fever, et cetera. But for the most people, and I'm sure that we'll get to this, that we have to talk about the long-term goals of how we're going to get through this virus. And the truth is that since the masks that most people are wearing don't work, we're actually going to get to herd immunity a whole lot faster, which I think most of the US doesn't actually see how that's happening. And would you say that would actually be a good thing because herd immunity, when you build the immunity, then you get rid of the virus? That's absolutely correct. And I think that we need to give people more context so that we start to alleviate some of those fears that the virus isn't as virulent and scary as we're making it out to be. And I think that the media has portrayed it in a way that, you know, it's this global pandemic 
and we should be worried. Now, it is a global pandemic, and it's because it's something that the whole world is suffering from. But now that more data has come in in the United States, uh, we're recording this on August 12th, which is important to state because the data changes every day. But we're at about 70 million lab tests in the United States alone. Now, throw out all of China's data. They're saying that they have almost no one infected and they've done 90 million tests. Well, I don't think there's too many people who believe that. But there's only one other country that has done this kind of scale of testing, and that's Russia. And they're at just over 30 million. The United States has gone way above and beyond lab testing now. And if you take out Russia, about the rest of the world doesn't even equal to 70 million. Now, I'm saying it's a good thing that we're testing now. And here's why. We used to believe there's a mortality rate of like 7 or 8%. And that would truly be a global disaster on a scale that we've never seen before. Mm-hmm. I mean, picture out of the 8 billion people or so on earth, somewhere around you know, 800 million, a billion people dying from this particular virus. I mean, that would be absolutely something that we should all really live in fear and be worried about, but of course, do our best. But the truth is, we're now down to less than 1%. And many virologists and epidemiologists, which I'm not, I study their research. I look at the numbers and I give these numbers to people on my show all the time. Because what happens is in the beginning, and this is very, very important for people to look at, but this is how the media twists it and they keep you in fear. Why does the media purposely keep you in fear? The reason is that they're opening what's called a loop. And I know that you know this, you know, in kind of broadcasting and marketing and good storytelling, you're kind of keeping people in suspense. Well, the problem is they never answer that for you. And they show the ticker on the side of the screen of people dying. We don't necessarily know how it's caused and all these different types of things. Well, in the beginning, we weren't testing anybody. I mean, we only tested the people essentially that had it. So we saw this dramatic mortality rate, and we call that the case fatality ratio. It also leads to something called the crude fatality ratio, or crude mortality ratio. And it's basically you're taking the number of deaths from the disease and you're dividing by the number of confirmed cases. Well, if you only test 100 people and 10 people die from it, well, you're at a 10% mortality rate and it seems outrageous. But now the truth finally comes out when you start to do more testing and you realize that 70% of the people out there, when they get this virus, are asymptomatic. That means Mm -hmm. they show no symptoms at all or mild symptoms of maybe a headache, slight temperature, a little rundown, um, maybe lose their sense of taste. We see that quite often, and we can get into that if you'd like. What I'm not doing is saying that this isn't dangerous. It is. What I'm saying is this is less than a 1% mortality right now that greatly affects people over the age of 75 especially people in nursing homes where we can kind of debate why that is. But uh, for sure, their immune system's been lowered, been compromised. And that 50% of the people who have died from this virus are over 75. And the other thing is the average age of mortality for this virus is between 78 and 81 years old. They can't put it down exactly, but that's older than the average age of life which is 74 to 77 years old here in the United States. So I know I kind of went on a rant there. I want people to know that you have to stay safe. You have to be healthy. You can't purposely try to get sick. But if you do get sick from this virus, 99 plus percent of people, especially those under 65 with no pre-existing health-based issues are going to be okay. I love your rant, Dr. C. I appreciate (laughs) your rant. That's all I want is for you to rant on my show all day long. So I love the idea. I mean, I don't love it, but I 
find it fascinating, the idea of the open loop and closed loop. And we have this limbic part of our brain. And so we need to be satisfied with an ending. That's why we love movies because everything comes to an end. And that's why cliffhangers on TV shows keep us like, I can't wait till next week. I have to find out what happened. And that is what the media is doing to us. And I think that is so fascinating. And why is the media so focused on coronavirus? Because we know that flu and multiple strains of viruses have come and gone for years. Why is this one so over the top when the numbers are showing, hey, it's not seven or eight percent, it is one percent. Why are we so focused on this? Yeah, I mean, this has probably been the highest ratings in, I would say, again, I don't know what it looked like when there's war over in the Middle East or whatever it might be. I mean, these are all topics that keep people glued to their TV. So we have to understand that first. The media is not unbiased. A lot of people say, well, you're this or you're that. But actually, most people know that I'm really unbiased. I'm not a politician. I don't have a political affiliation. So if you're watching this news channel, it's going to look different than this news channel. It just shows you that they're not unbiased. They have their bias. And really what they are is a big business. And so the more eyeballs that they get watching the news, the more advertising they can sell. And that's really how it works. So if you tune in and you tune in longer, they can sell more advertising for more money. And they are cashing in right now. Because it used to go from a ticker on the side of your screen, which I found repulsive. I mean, this is sensationalistic journalism. And they showed the people just going up every hour. There's a new death. There's a new death. What if they did that with cancer or something? They could do the same thing with cancer deaths or heart disease or obesity deaths and be just as sensationalistic. They're acting like this is something completely different. You know, that's what blows my mind. 8,000 people die a day in the United States. And when you're affected by it, it's tragic. It really is. And I don't want to downplay that at all. I mean, again, my parents are in their 60s and they're at high risk. So I understand this and I get it. And that's why for them, I'm like, listen, you shouldn't expose yourself. You shouldn't really be going out there. And I say to my neighbors, my neighbors up in Maine right now, they're in their 80s. They're in their late 70s and 80s. And they are some of the hardiest people you'll know. And I'm like, hey, listen, I'll get your groceries. I'll grab your water for you. Like, let me do that. It's not a big deal. But they still want to do that. So I want people to have that choice. And I think that that's great. But we do have to keep in mind that we've stopped counting flu deaths as well. Forty to 60,000 people die in the United States every single year from the flu. 40 to 60 million people get the flu every single year, just in the United States. A half a million people die a year from the flu all around the world. And right now, what we're looking at is about 50% more deaths now total from the corona-based virus. And so although, yes, this is more contagious than the flu, there's no doubt about that. And this does seem to be more of a health risk than the flu. I don't disagree with that at all either. What we don't want to start to do is create this virus into something that it's not. It does not affect children in the same way as adults, which the media would love to have you believe. Children under 10 years old, almost nothing. Not only do they not seem to get it, they get about 50% less than adults. The deaths that have come in with children have been pre-existing health-based issues, and it's been in teenagers. And I have two young daughters, six and eight years old. So of course, I'm studying these things. I'm watching these things because I don't want my daughters to get sick. So we have to really separate fact from fiction. This is serious, especially over 65 years old or any age with a pre-existing health-based condition. For everyone else, and I know that this is going to sound outlandish, a coronavirus has never repeated itself in the same 
extravagant, brilliant way, which means that if we get to herd immunity, it goes away most likely and doesn't return, unless this is a different type of coronavirus than we've never seen before. And it's always a possibility. But once it's gone, like these other SARS-based viruses, which this is a SARS-based virus, it's gone. Wow. So to get to herd-based immunity, is it accurate that more people just need to get it and create the antibodies and they become immune? How does it work exactly? Yeah, it's a good question. So, you know, there's no exact number. It's about 40 to 60% of the population. You can't give an exact number because like when you look in the Midwest, there's not a whole lot of cases. And so it's kind of probably already close to dying out around there. It just depends on how many people there are in the population. Like I'm in Boston or was in Boston, you're in LA. So these cities are hit the hardest, like in New York, Chicago. And that's because of population density. You look what happened in Italy, it's population density of so many multiple people in a family living in a home and close quarters. And of course, it's going to spread faster. But again, we have to look at that. Is that bad in the long run? People also make the mistake on the other side. They say, oh, the virus isn't even a real thing. It's just 5G. I disagree with that. I think it's a real virus. Now, is 5G a good thing? No, but that's a discussion for another day. I don't think Mm -hmm. that we're just feeling the effects of 5G. I actually think that this is a virus. But the problem is they say virus isn't real. And here's why. Well, a virus isn't alive. That's true. It's essentially a fragment of DNA, and it's bound by this lipid membrane, which is a fat. And what happens is it needs a host. It's kind of like a parasite. Okay, so it, you breathe it in through your nose or your mouth, or it comes in through your eyes. You know, you're really not going to get it with your hands. So all this hand washing, all that, yes, of course, but keep your fingers out of your mouth and your eyes and your nose. But if you have a crack in your hand, that's a different story. You can get in through an open wound. Let's look at it like this, though. Then it attaches to your body. It now has a host. And your body, in a natural healthy scenario, it takes about two to three days, but your immune system starts to ramp up because it starts to see this pathogen in the body. It's an antigen, and it starts to make antibodies to this particular virus. Now, of course, you can speed this up with good natural health-based products that we can talk about if you'd like, although, of course, we'll probably be censored by (laughs) by the FDA. But we can still talk about them if you choose to. And so what happens then is that your body builds up the antibodies. That's a good thing. So now what happens is if you're exposed in the future to this particular virus, your body already has the antibodies because of memory cells. And so when it comes in, it's immediately attacked. And so you're not going to be as symptomatic, if at all, and you're most likely not going to be a carrier of this particular disease like we see with children, asymptomatic children. And now they're finding even adults, if you're asymptomatic, no fever, no cough, nothing out of the ordinary, you're most likely not going to pass it on, even if you do have it. That's new research that just come out within the last three weeks. Well, let's talk about how to build our own immunity that you alluded to. And I know we talked about it last time, but I don't think it can be overstressed. And there's something to be said about also what you said earlier about the media. Yeah, they're there to make money. How do they get money? By their sponsors, by the commercials, who's sponsoring them, Big Pharma. So no one's talking about natural cures. No one's talking about vitamins, supplements, sleep, de-stress protocols that I know that you are a big proponent of. So what are the things that we can do to boost our immunity naturally? So if we get it, it's no big deal and or we prevent it completely. Yeah, it's a great question. So the most absurd thing that I see are medical doctors going on and especially in the beginning saying there's nothing that you can do to prevent this or help with your immune system. Right. And looking at all the science, well, there is no way to prevent it, but there certainly is a way to keep your immune system strong and be able to fight it off faster. And I mean, again, like I'm not the type of person to be like, hey, let's debate this. I don't think that anybody wins in that. That's a battle Mm -hmm. of egos and there's no point in that. 
But now, of course, all the science and everything comes out showing that. But again, if you've already looked at it, you transfer the information from what we know about boosting the immune system over to this because it's a virus. So if our body knows how to fight other viruses, it will know how to fight this one as well as long as it's balanced. So what I simply shared with people that has now been proven is not something that I made up. The body fights viruses by having adequate levels of vitamin D, of zinc, of vitamin C. So that's just just your baseline. You need your vitamin D. And now what does research say? Well, you have about 50% less chance, 50% less chance of dying from this particular virus if your vitamin D levels are adequate. That doesn't even mean optimal. It just means above 20 because that's absurdly low. So we look at that. Great. Now we see, okay, vitamin C is being used intravenously. And you could also do it dosage wise at 1500 milligrams, at least four times a day in divided doses. And that shows that it's boosts the immune system. And then we saw, oh, one of the reasons why people might be losing their sense of taste or smell would be because that your body is going through zinc at a much more rapid rate because zinc is used as an antiviral. And then if we look back towards Ayurvedic medicine or any type of herbal-based medicine, we see that quercetin acts as what's called a zinc ionophore. And what that is, is it simply lets zinc into the cells to be able to fight viruses as well. And then we look at other things such as caprylic acid, oregano oil, or colloidal silver, other things which begins to break down the outer membrane of the virus and begin to unravel the DNA. And these are just a couple. There's so many things that we can do to boost our immune system. But I don't like to use what we call green medicine, like use this zinc instead of this pharmaceutical. I'd rather say this. What I do teach is what's called the de-stress protocol. You work on mm -hmm. your diet, exercise, stress reduction, toxin removal, rest, which is sleep as well, emotional balance, your supplement protocol, of course, that's part of it, but only one of the eight parts in success mindset. And so when we look at that, we already go into it, not having to be perfect with any one thing. So for example, like if you don't move your body, you don't exercise, but you do eat well, you do some detoxification, you live a pretty stress-free life. Okay. Well, you're only missing one. But what happens is we have people that are stressed out, they're not sleeping, their digestive system's off, they're following one of these deprivation-based super low-carb diets, and they're not doing well. And then their body's inflamed. So they get this virus, and the virus now wears them down to the point where they can't fight it off. And that's what we look at. We see, well, why is this person more susceptible? Well, there's all sorts of things to look at, but the truth is that Again, if you don't have that underlying health issue right now, cardiovascular disease, blood pressure, type 2 diabetes, obesity, et cetera, you are most likely going to be okay. And then I like to just do the icing on the cake, which are the good quality nutritional supplements. I don't want to promote my company, but you can find them at your local functional medicine doctor's practice or you know any number of places. I do want to promote your company <laughs> and I will. So I'm going to right now, equilibriumnutrition.com. And that is, you can get the immunity protocol Call, which is what you said at the beginning, which I take religiously. I never get sick. I have not been sick in years. I mean, I don't get sick and I want other people to know what's possible. And in the immunity protocol, you have the alkalizing vitamin C, the balanced zinc and the liquid vitamin D3. It's a really easy protocol and you can do it every day and it may prevent all of these things. And it's worth it. We need to, we need to put me. in that FDA disclaimer that we are not diagnosing, treating, or curing any disease, nor are we saying that this will prevent any particular type of virus. We're simply saying that it helps with your immune system. That's all. 
Thank you, Dr. C, for being politically correct. I do have a disclaimer at the end of the show, so make sure you listen to that. But, you know, these things do work for me personally. That is my personal experience. So I will shout out equilibriumnutrition.com and there's a coupon code for 10% off if you use the code FOODHEALS10. On Food Heals, we talk a lot about eating the rainbow and getting a variety of healthy, fresh foods into your diet on a regular basis. That's why I love Green Chef because they make it really easy. Green Chef is a USDA certified organic company that makes eating well easy and affordable with plans to fit every kind of lifestyle. Meal plans include paleo, keto, balanced living, and of course, plant powered. Green Chef offers contactless delivery straight to your doorstep for easy home cooking. Recipes are quick, they're easy, you get step-by-step instructions, you get tips straight from the chef and photos to guide you along. Everything is hand-picked and delivered straight to your door. And I love how the ingredients come pre-measured, perfectly portioned, and pretty much prepped. So all I have to do is a little chopping here and there. I love how much time I'm saving with Green Chef because if it were just me left up to my own devices, I would probably be wasting a lot of food and a lot of time. So everything comes perfectly packaged to make the exact amount that you need, which is always really nice. So it's a recipe that you can't mess up. And it's also really delicious. So whether you're cooking for one, two, or a family of four or more, Green Chef has got your back. So check it out at greenchef.com slash foodheals80. And when you use my code foodheals80, you'll get 80% off your first month plus free shipping on your first box. What a deal. I'm super honored. And during this time, we're all trying to save some money. And so definitely give it a try. I know you'll love it as much as I do. There's a lot of meal plans out there these days. But what I love about Green Chef as well is that they're the most sustainable meal kit because they offset 100% of their direct carbon emissions and plastic packaging in every box. So this is definitely a company that I feel good about and I can get behind. It's easy. It's delicious. It's convenient and affordable. So check them out. Greenchef.com, Food Heals 80. Again, the code Food Heals 80 will get you $80 off your first month plus free shipping on your first box. Greenchef.com slash Food Heals 80. Enjoy. All right. So I am a huge proponent of boosting my immune system. But what if someone does get it. Tell me the truth about, I know in China, they were using high dose vitamin C intravenously to treat it successfully in New York as well. Then there's this whole debate about hydroxychloroquine. What is the truth about that? What do you think? Yeah. Hydroxychloroquine or hydroxychloroquine, however you'd like to pronounce it is okay. I do not know how to pronounce it. They're both acceptable. So when you look at it in the beginning, hydroxychloroquine with azithromycin Uh, was being used and many doctors still saying that it's been very successful for them. Um, Again, whether you like the president of the United States or not, I honestly don't even have an opinion, but whether you like him or not, he used it. And I always say to people, you might not like the president. And again, I have almost no feelings at all. I just don't get into it. He's a pretty smart guy. He probably has a lot of people telling him what works and what doesn't work and the research behind it. I mean, he's the most powerful person in the United States. I mean, I just look at it really objectively. He would probably be doing that. 
And there is a lot of validity to it. The problem is, it's a generic drug. Like, there's not a whole lot of money to be made by that. It's not fancy. It's been around a long time. It was an anti malaria based drug and then being used for autoimmune issues like lupus. The problem is that someone said, well, it could cause this, this, and this. And all of that is true for long-term use at high dosages. And we're talking about, could this be a life-saving drug for people using it for two weeks along with a specific antibiotic? And if it were me, I would probably add in a lot of those good nutritional supplements. Could we do that and help a whole lot of people? The answer looks like yes. But again, you would have to ask your medical doctor, since I'm not playing a licensed medical doctor. I'm a board-certified doctor of naturopathy, and I don't use pharmaceuticals in my practice. However, I would recommend pharmaceutical-based intervention, because I'm an integrative health practitioner, when your life is on the line. That means I'm not a big proponent of antibiotics. However, if you have a staph infection or anything that could possibly result in death, please do use emergency-based care, which would be an antibiotic or a hydroxychloroquine, et cetera. So I'll tell you right now, again, I'm not giving you advice as a medical doctor, but if anyone in my family ever had it, I'd be recommending that duo right there, plus natural health-based uh, modalities if, again, this is if, they were in a high-risk category. If they weren't, they're probably going to get well within just a week's time. You know what? You just made it click for me. Because my whole thing was, I can't believe that the media is even talking about a drug and shutting it down because usually all they do is shut down the natural cures. But now it makes sense because you said there's no money to be made on it. And that's what this is all about. Always look, whatever the media is going against, and this is honestly the truth, whatever they are censoring, there's always something behind that. I mean, always. Now, it doesn't mean it's always right, but there's something that they're trying to conceal. Right. And you've been censored for being pretty neutral and just talking about the science and the facts behind that. I literally just share with people exactly what I do in my practice, how we've worked with over a quarter million people, what I would do with my own family if I were to get this and to try to calm the hysteria. Because in March, this was happening. I was actually overseas. I was in Australia teaching a seminar at an event. And I was worried. Like I was really worried because I was halfway across the world, on the other side right. of the world, and yeah. they were stopping flights. And so we actually left our trip a week early to get back to the United States because we were worried about that. And then they quarantined Boston. You couldn't leave if you came in for two weeks. And we're like, well, what are we going to do? And mm -hmm. so we went you know, direct to Maine because honestly, it's not even a city I recognize anymore. So what happened though, over that time, I was trying to teach people on video, here's what's going on. Here's how to prep because there was a real reason to prep then. There probably is again this fall. I mean, this fall, it's going to get I just think to a new level of hysteria. I really believe that, unfortunately. So that's mm -hmm. why if you're armed with the truth, then you're going to be less anxiety prone, but you will prepare properly. But what happened was I was completely censored on YouTube and Instagram. And my feed basically now gets shown to less than 1% of the people who follow me, which is completely insane. And they don't allow me to boost any posts anymore. Wow. You can't even boost your posts. No, not at all. Just a free podcast. I can't boost those. Not selling anything, just kind of boosting free information. Okay. So go to Stephen Cabral, at Stephen Cabral on Instagram and make sure you follow and just go on a regular basis because you do have so much good health information there for all of us. You've got snippets from your podcast, which I love. That really breaks my heart. You know, you're not sitting over here going, 
Oprah is the leader of a pedophile ring run by aliens. Like you are sitting here telling us the truth and the science behind what's going on. And I appreciate that so much. And it breaks my heart. I understand like some things. All right, great. But this is the real deal and should not be censored. And yeah, even using certain words on YouTube, my stuff got taken down. And so I stopped for a while because I didn't know if I wanted to continue. It's like, I want to fight the good fight and educate people, but I also want to live my life and not be banned from social media. So I just had to keep being positive and take a pause and go, what am I really doing here? You know, so this episode is going to go on iTunes. Luckily, iTunes hasn't been censoring, but it may not go on YouTube, right? I don't know. Yeah, I've done the same thing. I'm just not, I just don't post on YouTube anymore. And we were actually required to take our page, which listed all the different things that I would do to boost your immune system. And if you got it, like the direct research and links to all the research, I had to take it down because of FDA based issues. Wow. All right. Well, let's lighten it up. (laughs) So because of quarantine, many of us, and I say us because I will be honest and include myself, are suffering from a little thing that is being trending or being called the quarantine 15, which means we sat around for way too long. And I know personally for myself, I really strive to be extra healthy. My gym was closed. I wasn't working out as much. I was home more, you know, and so what happens is a lot of us were drinking a little bit more wine. A lot of us, by that I mean me. And we have now are suffering from the little extra weight that we don't want. And also it's not good to have extra weight when we want to prevent or fight off any type of disease or virus. And so what advice do you have? What is the truth about weight loss? Because there's so much garbage out there. And I know you just did an episode on this that I love. So I would love to know some of your tips for battling or getting rid of the quarantine 15. The absolute best thing that you can do is go back to what always works and has always worked and really stay away from a lot of the most popular media-based fad diets because they can certainly work in the short term. And so if you're only looking to do it in the short term and then you plan to then phase into a healthier diet, I'm not against that. And the reason is that I don't think that people truly look at their weight as a barometer of their health. I mean, if you are, let's say, really 15, 20 pounds more than your ideal body weight, and remember, everyone's body weight is different based on their physical constitution. We all know that there are people that are five foot six and are in great shape at 120 pounds and in great shape at 160 pounds. I mean, it's like Mm -hmm. your body type is different. We can't go all into all that today, but there's the ectomorph, mesomorph, and endomorph, or the vata pitta kapha. Mm -hmm. And people have different bone structures. They carry weight differently, and that's okay. But I'm talking about your body weight. And what happens is if you have that extra body weight, there's going to be a change in your hormones. That means most likely you're going to have an underactive thyroid. You're going to have a larger ratio of what's called estrogen to progesterone, which is called estrogen dominance. It makes, and this is mainly for women, but it's going to force you essentially to hold on to more water. You're going to be a little bit lower mood, sometimes dealing with some digestive issues, insomnia, some adult acne. And it's not anything that anyone really wants to deal with. But that inflammation then affects everything that you do in your life. So for me, it's like, yes, let's lower that inflammation-based load. But truly, like if we can just kind of boil it down, and I know people love to say, well, you just need to eat less and move more. I actually don't believe that at all because that's a way to 
really lower your metabolism. If you start to really do a lot of exercise, first of all, that's unsustainable. So I believe in exercise, not unsustainable exercise, but also it's going to lower your metabolic rate if you're not taking in enough calories in order to support the rebuilding of your body. So I'm a huge proponent first of making sure that you fill your micronutrient needs. People are always big on macros. You know, what are you doing for your fat, your protein, and your carbs? And the most popular diets right now are high fat diets, more like keto or high fat, high protein, which is honestly one of the worst things that you could possibly do for your health. I don't know really any cardiologist that would say, yeah, that's a great idea to go on a high fat, high protein diet because the, the mm -hmm. inflammation, mortality based risk, cardiovascular based risk associated with that. At least with a high fat, low protein, well, now you can make a case that you're at least reducing the inflammatory load from the protein, all the IGF-1, et cetera. I'm getting into the weeds. Let me take it back. So what we want to do right now is fill up on micronutrients. Don't worry as much about your macros. You want to get in seven to nine servings of fruit and vegetables every day. If you're trying to lose weight, sure, let's go more vegetables right now. Nothing wrong with that. Do two to three cups at each meal. That's going to keep you satiated. It's going to keep you well, the same thing, keep you fuller longer, but it's also giving you all of the phytonutrients from those foods. And try to eat the rainbow, as they say. Reds and yellows do different things for your body. When you look at orange and yellow, you're looking at immunity. Same with the white as well. When you look at blues and purples, you're getting all those anthocyanins, you're getting all of the polyphenols from the greens as well. So all these nutrients are going to give your body new life. It's going to keep you full. And then yes, add in some of your protein. You can go with a vegan-based protein. You can go with whatever you choose. And then fat, fat is not something to go overboard on. And certainly saturated fat is not your best friend when you go 100 plus grams per day. I mean, I don't know where we started to let the science go astray from thinking that was okay. Monounsaturated fats have been proven over and over to be the healthiest fats in the world. Some saturated is okay, but mainly monounsaturated coming from olives or olive oil, avocados. These are just great bets, nuts and seeds. And for anybody who has digestion issues around all these vegetables and things like that, ease into it. Or it's a sign that you may have candida overgrowth or SIBO, which is small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. And good, that's one more sign. Now you need to rebalance that in your body. So by filling your body with lots of micronutrients, now your body knows it's not starving. You can work up to 10,000 steps a day. You can start doing body weight exercises. And the last tip I would give you is this. Since we're all stuck at home, what I've been doing is I've actually just been saying, listen, I'm going through the same thing as everybody else. Since I'm home, I'm going to do a half hour workout every single day. I'm not going to crush my body any one day, but I'm going to do a little something every day at the same time just to kind of keep myself in the groove. And then also, if I decide to have a flex meal, I don't feel bad about it. I'm getting my body moving, getting in the good nutrients, and yes, I can enjoy some foods as well. Yes. So that's what I started doing too just recently is forcing myself to do the 30 minutes a day at home. Because my problem is if I'm not taking a class by an instructor who's like kicking my ass, I don't work as hard. And so I started taking online classes. Finally, I was so against it for so long because I just wanted to get back to the spots that I love taking my Pilates classes. But I finally gave in and I'm so glad I did because I immediately started feeling better just doing it for two weeks because I hadn't been doing it for a period of time just waiting like, oh, we'll be back next month. I kept telling myself, we'll be back in two weeks. We'll be back. And we're not back. No. At least in California, everything is closed here. <laughs> That's the truth. But the nice thing is that when you start to do a couple of these things, they flow into another. Meaning that if you're putting in the time, especially if you do it first half of the day, your workout, you're less likely to kind of grab for the cookies or other things, whatever it might be, because you just did that workout. You don't want to ruin your workout for the day. 
But at the same time, you still are allowed to enjoy your life. And I say that more from the point when you've already gotten your body balanced. I always tell people if there is an underlying health issue, fix that first. And then, okay, now you can reap the rewards. You can enjoy that flex meal once or twice a week. You can enjoy that glass or a bottle of wine, whatever it might be. And you're not going to have the same repercussions because you've emptied that rain barrel. You feel a whole lot better. Your inflammation is lower. So when you have that flex meal, that cheat, whatever you want to call it, you don't start to overflow. You don't start to feel bad. That's only what happens when you start to get multiple days in a row of these inflammatory based factors. So I think there's a give and take. And yeah, I think that again, we can do things like kick off a seven day detox with a friend, you know, get someone that you can do it with. Like that's a big thing. The accountability partner that you just spoke about. That's why gyms are great. Workout buddies are great, but also yeah, an online class or an online program absolutely works as well. Yes. Did you just say that I could have a glass or a bottle of wine? <laughs> well, <laughs> I know, I know that the, <laughs> that the <laughs> Food Hills Nation the community, I think, may enjoy a glass or so of wine every once in a while, from what I've heard. Um, have you heard that? Mm-hmm. Okay. You may or may not be right. Um, I hope that you write a weight loss book one day. I know the rain barrel effect, you have a lot in there, but I think it is you know, I like how you just told us like where, and I asked the question too, where are they getting the science behind these fad diets? Because they are very convincing Dr. C. And you're like, well, maybe this is true, but they're just fads. Because it works in the short term. I'm not denying that. If you go on a low carb diet, a low carb diet works for weight loss, but then what do you do after that? So, I mean, we have a weight loss program. It's called Fatlocity. So, we teach people, whether it's through a 21-day detox or using the fat lossity system, it's a functional medicine-based program that enables you to lose the weight. And we do actually go low-carb for 21 days. But we teach people how to systematically begin to then reintroduce the carbs. Because when we have tested women, especially women in our practice, after about 21 to 28 days, that's when their metabolism starts to dip being on a severely low-carb diet with no, we call them refeeding meals or food reintroduction meals. So we know at that point, that's the time to end that. So you get those big upfront benefits. I mean, we have people lose anywhere from 10 to 21 pounds in 21 days. Like it works. We know that. Okay, great. A lot of that is really squelching of inflammation in the body. And a lot of that toxic water weight is eliminated, but a whole lot of body fat as well. Okay. So now what? Well, now we systematically begin to reintroduce those carbohydrates. We do a little bit of berries and fruit first, and then we start to work in starches like sweet potatoes, Japanese yams, all these great things. And we actually get to see what can your body tolerate at this time. And what you can tolerate a month after your initial 21 days is going to be different than what you can tolerate six months later. So we're actually getting the body to heal. People don't want to hear this, but it takes 12 to 16 weeks to turn over those red blood cells, to actually get new cell membranes that can deal with glucose in your body better. Your body was meant to eat carbohydrates. It absolutely was. It's just we're less active now. We may not need as many, but it absolutely should be a huge staple in your diet, especially vegetables and some fruit as well. A lot of people make fruit to be the enemy, but honestly, uh, there are, when you read the science and you read the research, you're less likely to get diabetes if you eat fruit like blueberries. I love my fruit and I'm not giving it up. And I think it is a component of my health and wellness. And I love eating the rainbow, like you said. Okay. So fat lossity, is this all at equilibriumnutrition.com as well? Yeah. So what we did four years ago, my Boston private practice, we were at 20,000 appointments a year. And it was, what are we going to do? Open up more locations or how are we going to help more people? And at that point, I just thought that 
there was a limiting factor no matter what for the amount of people that we would be able to reach. And so we said, why don't we take all of our protocols that we know work on all of our labs and let's put them online to essentially open source this so you don't have to ask your doctor. And again, a lot of doctors don't even specialize in these at-home labs to look at gut function and hormones and toxicity, whether it be heavy metals like arsenic or aluminum or mercury that affect the thyroid as well. And then the protocols of what to do to rebalance the body. So essentially, we figure out what people's deficiencies are, whether it's omega-3s or vitamins or minerals, whatever it might be, and then what their toxicities are, environmental toxicities or candida, bacterial overgrowth, parasites, H. pylori, you name it. And then we help to remove those. So it's very systematic and really it's open source. So even if people don't want to purchase from Equilibrium Nutrition, you can go take a look and you can actually see what we do and how we do it. That's amazing. Thank you so much. And I know you said, you know, it takes 12 to 15 weeks for those cells to turn over. But think about in the scheme of things, in the scheme of life, that is nothing. And you could have a brand new life, a brand new body in that short amount of time, you know, and I've done it. So I feel that. I just want to stress that you can feel so much better in such a short amount of time. You have no idea how good your body is designed to feel until you do one of these protocols, until you do a little detox, until you lose a little weight and you start feeling all the effects of the fruits and vegetables and the micronutrients that you're eating. And all of a sudden you're like, I thought I was just aging or I had this disease forever or whatever it might be. I always would be chronic fatigue. And then you change something and in 12 weeks you can feel like a new person. So I think that's incredible and I love the work that you do. Thank you. Appreciate that. Of course. All right. Well, I've shouted out a bunch of times, equilibriumnutrition.com. Follow on Instagram at Stephen, S-T-E-P-H-E-N, Cabral, C-A-B-R-A-L. Where else? Anything else you want to shout out? I run a daily podcast and it is called The Cabral Concept. It's on all the major podcast players and at stephencabral.com forward slash podcast. And so, yeah, my goal is to be able to teach people essentially how to learn about their own health and really take back control of their own health so that you don't need to look towards your PCP or the media. And I'm not saying to ignore your PCP, but they're there for acute-based disease. Something's really wrong. For everything else, you really need to be looking after your own health-based regimen. And so what I, my goal is to simply teach you what I've seen to work over the last 20 years uh, and working with many hundreds of thousands of uh, appointments uh, and clients during that time. Yes. And I should have shouted out your podcast. It is my go-to and it gives me all of the nutrition information I need. They're usually pretty short and concise, which is amazing. And one reason that I love them is because I don't like to argue with friends about health who do not believe what I have to say. So all I have to do is send them an episode of the Cabral Concept and hear it, the statistics and the science from a doctor's mouth, and oh, they change their minds so quickly. And then all of a sudden, they agree with me the next time we have brunch. I'm like, oh, really? Now you see it. But you can't hear it from me. <laughs> you can hear it from Dr. C. That's how it works with friends and family for sure. So I believe exactly. my friends and family are essentially the same way. I actually have them work with health coaches within my practice because for me to speak to them, well, it's a little bit different. It's so interesting, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much for being here. And I look forward to many more podcasts in our future as this thing evolves. I will probably come back in a couple of months and be like, Dr. C, what do we do now that the world is ending again? You know, the new crisis is here. What should we do? I will be there. So I'd be happy to be back on. Thank you so much. Take care. Food Heals Nation, have you ever wanted to be a best-selling author? It's something that I've always dreamed of and never really thought that I could achieve. 
until December of 2019 when I released my book Food Heals and it became an Amazon bestseller and I had this community and tribe of support, people supporting me and loving the book and sharing it with their friends and it was such a healing experience to write my book because you guys know I do this podcast and you know that I believe the body is designed to heal itself if given the tools it needs to do so and all I want to do is shout from the rooftops the healing power of nutrition and the thing is is that the podcast reaches a lot of people if you're listening right now it reached you but so many people in my life don't listen to podcasts and so having a book was another way to reach them with my message and it was an incredible experience I'm so glad I did it I've got many more coming and I'm so excited but if you've always wanted to write a book I've got your back So I could not have written my book without my editor, Laura Peterson. She was my editor, my marketer. She's the one that knew all the ins and outs of how to publish, of how to market, of how to do all the things. And so now I have partnered up with her to give you the opportunity to write a book with us as your mentors, as your teachers, so we can all do it together. So Laura and I put together a best-selling book mastermind. We just did the first round. We're actually still getting through the last few people, but we are taking 27 people through the process of writing, editing, promoting, and becoming an Amazon best-selling author. And it's been a rewarding experience. There's 27 people doing 27 best-selling books. And so there's a lot of support and accountability because we're all writing together. We're all editing together. We're all marketing together. We're all publishing together. And then we're supporting our books. So the day the book comes out, you've got all of the people in the group buying your book at the same time. So in this last round, we had 27. So the next round starts... um, 824. Yes, that is Monday, August 24th. And so we'll put a new group together and we will write our books together. And we would love to have you a part of that. So if you are interested, go to copythatpops.com slash 10 weeks, copythatpops.com slash 10 weeks, and you can sign up and do it soon because prices do increase on Wednesday. So do it and get in at the lower price if you can, and you'll get access to lots of great bonus content. And you can see all the testimonials from people that worked with us in the last round of the 27 bestsellers. And I've seen so many incredible books come out of this that are going to change people's lives. You know, we are all here for a purpose. And if we have been through something, if we have an experience that we can share, if we have something that we've learned that we can truly help others because of what we have been through, we are meant to share that story. And what a beautiful way to share it through a book. And a book gives you instant credibility. My book has landed me speaking gigs, retreat opportunities. It has gotten me things I never could have dreamed of. Now, unfortunately, some of those things have been canceled due to the quarantine, but I know that when the world is back, my book is going to continue to bring me amazing opportunities and some I can't even imagine yet. Plus, it's just a great way to get 
credibility with friends and family and get that author status. So it's one of the best things that I did for myself, for my healing and for my business. And so if this sounds like something you want to do, maybe you have a book written and you just don't know how to market it. We've got a marketing team built in because right now we've got 27 of us who are posting about the book the day it comes out and so you're getting more visibility, right? So it's really cool. I would love to have you copy that pops.com slash 10 weeks. If you have any questions, email me at info at foodhealsnation.com. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. How do you feel great on vacation? Like, really good? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sand beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll immerse yourself in natural wonder and find your center on an island where things move at your speed. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba Effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, developing a more positive outlook on life. In rare cases, people have experienced a strong desire to actually start using their $39.99 a month gym membership. If you experience any of these symptoms, Snapchat your trainer immediately. 